Welcome back to Empathy Always Wins. You're listening to Ali Salama, and I'm beyond honored to be your host for today's episode. We're going to be speaking with a very inspiring young individual today by the name of Sara Solomon, who is the co-founder of Ehna Foundation. And I always love giving back to, to my home nation, Egypt, and it's something that, you know, when I see people really doing something out of the blue and, 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 and implementing change the way we need to see it, it all speaks when someone like Sara and her co-founder decide to do what they've decided to do in this upcoming week. This upcoming week, for the first time in Egypt, we're witnessing the first online anti-sexual harassment summit. And before we go into the work of Sora, I wanted to host today's episode highlighting the journey of Sora and highlighting what it takes to start something out of passion, the obstacles, the meaning behind the work, and truly what does it take to be a pioneer in a mission that is way bigger than yourself. So without further ado, this is a very short introduction for today's episode with the one and only Sara Solomon. And I'm honored to also say that next week, not only will I be a speaker at the MIT Arab Conference, but I will also be sitting on a panel at the Ehna Summit, speaking as a male on our role using social media and what we can do from our efforts online in truly educating people on the importance of sexual harassment in the workplace, on the importance of mental health literacy, and how they both intertwine together so we can be the leaders that we can be and manage the conflicts that we face now closer than ever in today's digital age. So with that being said, let's hop into today's episode with Sora Solomon. Sora, thank you so much for uh, coming on Empathy Always Wins. And Arif, and uh, I know that it's been a, a crazy couple of days or weeks, actually months, planning the Ahna Summit. But before we jump into the, the main meaty part of the show, um, I really, really, really like what you're doing uh, around sexual harassment in Egypt. And, uh, you know, it's something that I truly believe we need to uh, act upon. Uh, but before we dive into that, I really want to get to know a little bit more about you. Who is Sara? Who is Sara behind the Ehna Summit, the first online sexual harassment summit in Egypt? Hi, Ali. It's a pleasure to be here today and talk to you. Um, well, I am a, a lot of things, actually, like a jack of all trades, if you uh, want to say. <laughs> I, yani my background is uh, in the arts and movement. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a fire dancer. And uh, I'm interested in human rights and um, specifically women rights. Come in. Um, yeah, this is uh, what I basically do. And I, w- I want to get a little bit more familiar around like this is a big thing. I, I know that, you know, it's never been done before. We've seen the Me Too movement in Egypt and um, it's it's certainly been very serious recently. And uh, Annie, w- perhaps if I can ask you, w- what got you very passionate about perhaps bringing this platform, this summit together and 
where did it all start? Was there an aha moment? And, and what, what was the fire behind that? Actually, yes, there was an aha moment. And I think I will never forget that moment. I was in Mexico in May. And it was around the new moon uh, in May. And uh, I was reading a very sad story about a gang rape that just happened in Egypt. Um, and I saw the, all the comments that people were posting and they were awful. And um, like a, just a little bit of a backup story to that, the like the three days pre this aha moment, I've been feeling that something is um, calling me, but I, I'm not sure what it is, like a purpose or a calling. And um, I've been journaling and uh, journaling my dreams and just meditating on it. And then when I read this post, I was like, aha, this is what I have to do. This is what I need to work on. I need to change something about um, sexual harassment and violence um, around uh, sex and, and like violence against women in general that is happening in Egypt. And um, this is where I actually took the phone and uh, called up my old friend, Dania Yunus. And I told her, Dania, I need to talk to you right now. And it was like after midnight, she's in wow. Cairo. <laughs> and we had, a, we had a time difference and she was online uh, by coincidence at the same time. And we had like a one hour conversation of um, I'm pitching the, the idea for her that we need to do something about this in the country. We need to launch an awareness campaign and um, asking her, Dania, I need someone to help me with this and I need someone that I trust. So are you on board? And she gave me a hundred percent yes. And from wow. that moment in May, when I was in Mexico and she was in Egypt, we never, we didn't really stop working on the cause. Wow. Were you scared? How did it feel? Um, a bunch of emotions, actually. It was... Uh, a roller coaster. In the beginning, I was very excited and um, it was a very fiery passion of uh, needing, like not even wanting, it was needing to do something about this right now. Um, and I started to call everyone I know. I started to call my mom about this and we developed a business plan uh, of what exactly are we going to do throughout the entire year from 2020 May to 2021. Um, and then as the project and the plan started to develop, I started to have different feelings um, in July, specifically when the whole uh, rape topic and sexual harassment topic uh, just boomed in Egypt. Um, it was, uh, there was a moment of, it was a thrill, but it was also like a very scary um, thrilled that I realized, okay, I'm on this path and the country is actually rising and everyone is starting to talk about this and I need to do something right now. So I booked a flight ticket and I got myself to Egypt. And uh, yes, um, like the, the weeks before uh, coming here, just um, it was it was really scary. I was questioning if this is really the path that I want to be on. Um, because it's, it's a bit scary to, to do something this big, and especially in this very sensitive topic. What, 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 what brought you to the ultimatum that you eventually reached to? Like, was there anything in your mind that made you realize that this is the only way to go or, or, um, or make that decision? Or did anything actually, help making that decision, Yanni? 
Actually, yes, a few things helped. Um, my practice helped, my spiritual development really helped me in that. I had um, a lot of different paths to go. Like I, it was not really just this one path uh, that I that I needed to choose. It's not like a black and white decision, you know. I could have stayed uh, where I was and I, I could have just made the videos, for example, or just shared my views on my social pages. Um, and I was exploring all the different options that I can contribute to this cause, um, but it was just not really enough. I needed to do something that will really change um, this in Egypt and really have a great impact on the cause. And um, I reached the conclusion that, um, no, I need to start something big and uh, I need to develop this platform uh, that can have everyone uh, on it and people can actually uh, network and collaborate and support each other and give people a voice uh, and have a conversation because I think this is uh, the starting point to rise and to evolve uh, is actually talking about what is happening um, and the social disease. Um, the starting point is always awareness and always um, a conversation. Yeah, and and starting is is Yanni. I think for many people who are you know so passionate about starting and making the changes that we need to see in today's world, whether it's in mental health, uh, sexual harassment, climate change, um, human rights, it's 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 very very taxing emotionally because you're so emotionally attached to the idea and to the to the mission and to the purpose. And you have to think about it also from a business sense and like from stakeholders, you reach out to people. It's not, it's not, it's not about you anymore, you know? And it's, uh, yani, we're, we're going to hop into sort of the, the Ihna Summit very, very shortly, but uh, you know, I want to take a moment to really say uh, thank you for, for the effort you're doing because not a lot of people realize uh, the management it takes to manage a lot of different stakeholders and bringing this together and creating a platform. It's uh, even though it's simple, uh, you know, now in today's age online, but talk about bringing people together and, and even um, making people come uh, together online at one point uh, in this noisy social media world we're in. Mm -hmm. So, I, I really want to, you know, acknowledge that and uh, and and let you know that I think we all support you and uh, and I want to understand a little bit more about Ihna. like what is the summit um, and 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 before we dive into the summit, what is Ihna? like what where did the name come from? Uh, I know it means us in Arabic, but so how did you come up with the concept and how did you formulate the main objectives and, and the outcomes that you want to um, achieve with this platform? Uh, yes, of course. Actually, I just want to reply to what you said about uh, bringing people together because uh, I've always been interested in um, working with people and bringing people together. And this is actually what I do through my yoga and my acro yoga events. Mm -hmm. um, 
I organize retreats, I organize teacher trainings, and yes, it is in the movement world, but it's always about coming together as a community. And I've seen the potential of what this communities uh, can have on people and um, how they step into the space from the first day and how they walk out of the space uh, on the last day and just the feedback of the people of uh, uh, just saying that this has been life-changing, this has been eye-opening, this has been um, completely revolutionary to their perspective on, on things, on, on themselves, most of all. So, yes, bringing people together is uh, definitely my passion, and uh, I'm so happy to be doing this for uh, such a noble cause. Um, Talking about IHNA, IHNA is uh, an initiative uh, soon to become a foundation aiming to spread awareness about the sexual harassment um, that is happening in Egypt through providing the community with events like our summits and several educational programs. Our mission is to bridge the gap because uh, we see a gap happening in the country right now. Yes, a lot of organizations and um, governmental institutions and initiatives and activists are working since the beginning of time on this. And um, I have to pay respect to uh, people who have been working for years and years on this. Uh, however, we did see a gap in, in the country of in terms of collaborating and really uh, building a sustainable network. Um, so we wanted to offer a platform where all these efforts and all these initiatives and organizations um, and the government as well can actually come together and continue the conversation and um, have a chance to network with each other. And actually, since we've started posting and uh, launching um, the foundation and the summit, we've been getting a lot of support. We've been getting a lot of messages, like just goosebumps, giving messages saying, uh, hey, we're this initiative. Hey, we have an organization. Hey, I have a 10-year experience in uh, training people um, uh, regarding sexual abuse and giving trainings to actually um, sensitivity training so we want to offer you support for free we want to collaborate with you um, people from the parliament people from uh, running for like different kinds of organizations and and also universities are reaching out at the moment and we're just overwhelmed with the amount of support that we're getting and this is exactly our success stories this is exactly what we offer the uh, our audience, our first audience, which is everyone who is working uh, professionally on the on the cause in Egypt, and then the second audience, which is definitely the general public. Many listeners listening to us Yanni, and listen to the show are, are, are driven by change. And I think that it's daunting, it's scary, but just from hearing you speak from the way or, or the feeling you got maybe in Mexico and, and, and perhaps feeling a little bit scared, uh, you know, flying and, and starting it to now the support, there's a big change. There's, there's certainly, um, and that, and that brings me to ask you, like, how does it feel? And I know we haven't started, you know, talking or even uh, addressing the summit's work yet, but how does it feel to know that um, this, this is supported by people that there's a, does it does it does it certainly impact your your feeling and 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 your your if I can put it in a better word 
um, your enthusiasm when it comes to reaching out? Because I know that this is sometimes what holds us back when we want to start those meaningful platforms and when we want to take those courageous steps in our lives. Um, I, I just want to dive into in, into that to show maybe our listeners this transformation that I want to that that I want to really touch upon. How how do you feel right now, knowing that? the support is coming and it's even growing more. And and what would you tell someone that perhaps is a little bit scared to, to start their own, um, to start their, to start taking action on their own calling? I would say, uh, just do it. It's as simple as that. Uh, when you follow the, the path of your true calling, everything aligns and you don't need to worry about anything else. Uh, take it one step at a time. I feel very grateful, like my deep gratitude to um, every ounce of support that we are receiving and we continue to receive from people like you, for example, and uh, from all our partners and our speakers on the summit and our um, consult, like uh, our um, counselors as well. So I just, I'm full of gratitude and um, I know that it is a very emotional uh, cause and um, you can, I find it very hard sometimes to um, differentiate between what is my personal feeling and what is my professional uh, view on things. Um, so every time I find myself in a situation where my emotions are really affecting me, I just take a break. I take a moment, I go journal it. Uh, I talk to my co-founder, Dania. She really helps me have a beautiful relationship together <laughs> based on our friendship also. So it's, uh, it's important to surround yourself with a good support group and it's important to take care of your mental health um, and yeah, following the path and taking it step by step, I think is just the way to go. And you will find people who will be your tribe. Uh, you don't need to figure out all of your steps from day one. You just have to have the courage to take the leap. And I guess everything else works out somehow. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's so beautiful. And I, I love the fact that you started it with someone who shares the same values like system as you, Dania. If, uh, no, props to that. I really, really respect that. Um, Thank let's you. jump into the Ahna. Let's jump into the Ahna Summit. Um, can you talk to Can you talk to us a little bit more about that and what we're expecting at the first online uh, sexual harassment uh, summit in Egypt? Yes, of course. So as you said, it is online. Uh, we're holding it on Zoom. It's powered by Chroma Projects. Uh, they're our um, strategic partner. And uh, it's free of charge. It's open to the public. Anyone can attend. You just click on the link and you sign up. It's so easy. It's a two-day event on the 13th and the 14th of November of this month. Um, and um, it is one of a kind setting. We have um, five hours and a half of um, panels and workshops and talks um, and the aim is to amplify the voices, like I mentioned before, of the um, everyone who is working on the cause and as well um, to find the network support, to meet new people, to listen, to offer for our partners and speakers to offer their services to the public as well. We have a lot of... Um, 
a lot of freebies and a lot of discounts uh, from our strategic partners uh, that are offered to the attendees of the summit. You can check it uh, out more on our social pages. Um, and as well as um, digital continuity. We, this is the first step for the foundation. Um, the online summit, you can say that it's our soft opening event or yeah. the launch, uh, yeah. but we are continuing because um, this cause needs a lot of work um, and we know that this is only the first step. So we're going to be recording um, studio recorded sessions. We're going to do podcasts. Uh, we're going to create digital <laughs> content. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you for the inspiration, Yanni. Uh, Ali, you're one of the people who were uh, really advising us and pushing us towards oh, um, uh, having you. our own <laughs> podcast. So, yeah, really, we're definitely inspired by you. And, um, uh, yeah, digital continuity is definitely it's, one it's of our main thing. pillars. Yeah, and, and, and I was just saying that, you know, um, you know, as a man, Yanni, perhaps it's something that I want to, you know, add to your comments. I feel that, you know, for people listening to us, they, you know, we're men and women. And, and I think that men also benefit quite a lot from this conversation, because I think maybe from my point of view, and maybe as, as a youth leader, and maybe as someone who, you know, speaks at the World Health Organization, the UN, and all those places where where those conversations are held, I think it's important to realize that uh, men, you know, typically in the world, traditionally right now, occupy a lot more leadership positions than women. Therefore, you know, even though we'd like to see a change happening, but the reality is that this is this is it. Like it's 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 the it's the current reality right now, and I think that this is a topic where. By including men, I think, in the conversation, and that's why I really, Yanni, I just really want to respect you guys for inviting me because I think that speaking on a panel from a male perspective and from a mental health perspective is 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 very important because fathers are raising their sons, their their daughters, and I think this is a conversation where you see it in the workplace. You don't just see it in the streets in Egypt or anywhere around the world. Sexual harassment is very predominant, uh, even in developed countries like the US, you know, the Me Too movement in the US, Canada. Um, and it still, it is as relevant as it is uh, back then as it is today. And I think that for anyone listening to us and tuning in, I think while this is an online summit happening in Egypt, the only difference is that I feel that truly, truly, truly bring a very unique perspective in the Middle East is be, is is the difference in our culture and in, in our in the way we perceive things and the way we talk about things, you know. But I know that this is a summit that's going to be in Arabic. And correct me if I'm wrong, Soro. Yes, it is. Yeah. So so many many people don't even have the 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 language in Arabic to talk comfortably about these things because we've seen it traditionally uh, being spoken about being spoken about in English so from a male perspective as well it's important to know how to approach these topics when you know being addressed uh, by them because sometimes and and I'm not defending anyone here Sora but sometimes many men don't really know how to you know open the conversation or know how to uh, empathize you know this show is called empathy always wins because when you are able to feel what 
Um, mm. What we're gonna be feeling when we attend this the Ehna Summit, we will be able to to put better strategies and better implementation uh, workshops in corporate uh, companies in any settings such as in institutions or in workplace organizations. So I really just want to, you know, take a moment here and appreciate that the fact that this is happening in the Middle East, the fact that this is in Arabic, um, the fact that, yeah, I know we're doing this podcast in English, but a, a large chunk of, uh, of of our audience, they're, they're bilingual. And and for the people that want to also get familiar with the culture in the Middle East, it's it's quite important to realize that this is the change that, you know, in new societies, we need to we need to incorporate and we need to understand. But that by gaining that edge, um, we are able to really push the boundary and and needle forward, uh, moving forward. So, Sora, I, I just want to say thank you and uh, and give you the floor here to to, to to take any any point that you want to add on um, onto this conversation before we hop into our our final segment of the episode. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. And um, just replying to what you just said um, about the culture. Personally, I see that wherever there, whenever there are so many taboos in one area or under one um, mindset in a country, um, there can be a lot of misconceptions, a lot of um, unawareness and um, we definitely have a lot of taboos about um, about the sexual energy in Egypt and about sexual relationships and um, sexual education. So whenever there are so many taboos, people get scared to talk about this. So the, op- the opportunity to actually talk and to understand and to uh, be able to listen to the other person and empathize with the other view and um, alternatively have a chance to change your own perspective um, yani can get hindered when there are so many taboos around it. So as I said before, we believe that the first step is awareness and we believe that the first step um, for an evolving community is actually to just initiate the conversation. The conversation can be with a family member, can be with friends can be with a community can be with your online community but also and most importantly can be with yourself a lot of us have experienced traumas around um, uh, sexual violence and sexual harassment and i just have to stress that our organization uh, our foundation is um, completely gender neutral we are not just fighting for sexual harassment against women we are fighting for sexual harassment against all genders and all human beings regardless of their age their gender their color their backgrounds um, or their status Uh, sexual harassment is real and it happens to everyone uh, Mm. regardless of your gender so this is also a very important um, point to become aware of that uh, yes you said including men is very important and uh, very healthy for the conversation but men actually get also abused so we just have to uh, be mindful and be very sensitive to whoever is listening to us who have been uh, through any traumatic event or even as a friend who i've i've heard so many stories from my close friends and my family members about them experiencing something like that and we're actually offering um 
a workshop in the summit uh, on how to deal with survivors of sexual violence because as a friend you need to know how to hold space for someone who is um, confiding in you and who is trusting you with their story 100%. as well as um, yeah the and we also believe that knowing your rights and the legal aspect is a huge part of it. Uh, so that's why we have panels like uh, the law panel, know your rights, understanding the legal procedure to report a harassment incident. And um, as well as um, protecting your children, we have another panel, how to discuss sexual harassment with your kids and uh, all the the. Um, the topic of just discussing uh, sex education with children. Uh, another, the other two panels are things you can do from the comfort of your home uh, and how social media can actually impact the sexual harassment cause in Egypt. And not only social media, but what you can do in general as an individual living in this country, um, like the mindset, the mental health awareness, you will be speaking on this panel. So we're very honored <laughs> to have you there <laughs> to share you. your perspective also from yeah. a mental health and um, uh, a male perspective. And um, we have organizations uh, speaking on a panel. Um, what are the organizations and the um, uh, and the roles of um, the big players, if we say, if we can say, in the field. Um, one of the, um, our speakers is, um, is is a member of the Egyptian Parliament, and she's going to be talking about how um, sexual violence against women in in the age of Corona uh, and um, what has oh, yeah. been happening this year. Domestic uh, violence this is, is also like. like a, Taking yep. a big, big, big toll right now, especially domestic violence. We're seeing, you know, statistics uh, roaring in, and they're they are quite uh, quite higher than than expected. And you know, especially in Egypt, I can definitely tell you that uh, you know, in 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 the in the you know the uneducated or in the demographics where the literacy rates uh, are are quite low. Uh, we're we're seeing that much more, and uh, you know, there's definitely a correlation there with with education and uh, and of course violence. So, a hundred percent, you you're nailing that right on the right on the back. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's why we have a workshop understanding the female body because part of the awareness um, campaign that we're doing is actually um, breaking the stigma and the taboo around women. Um, and women and how they relate to their own bodies. Because uh, in, in, in this country, growing up from a personal uh, point of view, there were so many taboos on my own body and like looking at my own body in a certain way. So um, Mother Being is, uh, is the one who's offering the workshop, Nur Imam, and she's one of the people I really respect and I really She's amazing at what she does. Yeah, she's she, incredible. So. Yeah, she's um, amazing. And it's uh, it's yeah. it's actually very inspiring to see on uh, on her social medias how how people perceive uh, you know uh, sex and 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 uh, and the level of education and the misconceptions and the fear that's so important. It's very important to point mm. out the fear around the, the 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 female bodies. It's it's such a touchy subject, but it's so important mm. because. 
I, I mean, whether you're a brother, whether you're a sister, whether you're a father, whether you're a mother, what this affects every single person living in the Middle East. I mean, regardless of whether you want to bring the conversation close to your ear or further away from your ear, but it is there. And it's a, it's a very important one. And um, yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but I, I just felt it was, I mean, I had a friend send me a story of hers and I just couldn't believe, you know, the, the stuff that she, the polls that she puts and, and what people send back to her. It's oftentimes amazing at the level of impact due to the education she's giving using social media. It's just incredible. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I completely agree. And uh, yeah, I'm overall, I'm just really excited. This is our first um, summit and we're hoping to do an on-ground event um, in April next year. Um, offer Inshallah. more workshops, offer more panels and more uh, talks. Hopefully we'll get you to fly to Egypt and uh, actually meet you in person. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. You guys are doing an incredible job and uh, and the sustainability of this project is, uh, is by no, is with no doubt going to really have a, a, a tremendous impact. I know that moving forward, this is going to be the first of many times we collaborate together, work together. Um, it's very, very, very funny how you said the taboo around sexual harassment. I find it just as parallel as the stigma with mental health, the taboo mm. you know, around mental health. Uh, you know, a lot of whether you believe, I mean, sexual harassment causes trauma. Trauma is a mental health challenge, sometimes a mental health illness. All these things are highly stemmed and are highly derived from one another. So I think uh, there's so many different things, uh, inshallah, moving forward that um, we're going to be doing together and we're going to be actively uh, monitoring the, the impact of that because I think it's so important for young people listening to us out there that um, we're normal human beings. We just, I think leaders don't just emerge they, they or aren't born they're 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 proactive people that decide to send a text or send a dm or decide to get involved so one last thing i really want to say in this uh, in this episode is um it's daunting you know it's i think what you've started is incredible and what this conversation and this platform will bring to Egypt. Of course, I'm biased because I'm Egyptian, but if this was, you know, the first uh, sexual harassment summit in the Middle East, which I think it probably might really be, Egypt is a quarter of the Arab population. You know, the Arab population is 400 million, Egypt's 100 million. So mm -hmm. this is a very, very, very highly representative population. Uh, segment or sample of the population of the entire Middle East. It's very important that we take those numbers into consideration because uh, these are statistically high numbers when you talk about a sample size. So um, from a mathematical perspective, from a leadership perspective, from a, a social justice perspective, and from a mental health perspective, th these are all um, very, very important uh, points to, to point out. And one last thing I want to say is that if anyone would like to get involved um, with Ihna, with I'll be definitely putting Ihna social media handles uh, in the show notes below. Uh, I highly encourage people to attend the Ihna summit uh, even if you're an arab living in america or uh, in canada it's very 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 important that we are able to open and have dialogue with in these conversations 
despite our Arabic being shwayam kosar, uh, but understanding the lingo is very important. So, um, Sora, I just want to say again, Yani, thank you for all the work that you that you do. I mean, we're not done yet. I still have the <laughs> final segment of the show, which is uh, the fireball segment. Best. Let's, uh, let's 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 kick that off. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Okay. Okay, perfect. So basically, this is a one-minute segment. I'm gonna be shooting uh, some 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 fireball questions at you, and uh, it's a great way that I love to connect with uh, with my guests. So um, I'll just time my stopwatch right now and uh, give, me. Give, me, give me one second. Give me one second. Are you enjoying being on the show? Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying. Yes, it's it's actually really fun. How does it feel? <laughs> no, it feels really good. I'm more relaxed, definitely, and it's just flowing. Yeah, a lot of uh, Egyptians aren't really used to listening to podcasts. So, um, typically, I mean, you know, when we started this, it was uh, a lot of people feel the same way. They're not sure, but like, should I get prepared? And I'm like, dude, just like pretend you're sitting on a couch, close your eyes, and it's gonna <laughs> be fun. So, okay, let's 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 dive into the fireball segment. And uh, all right. Let's go. Sora, what's your favorite city in the world? Bali. Your biggest it's an ro- island. Your biggest role model. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you, Next question. If you, if you were one person for a day, any person in the world, who would you be? Superman. That's amazing. Your favorite genre of music? Like uh, that's also another tough question. How do you show? Um, I don't know. Your favorite question, book? How... Favorite book? <laughs> so, if you could be one thing in the world, what would you be? I would be an invisible bird. I'm gonna ask you two more questions because I kind of know how intense those can be Uh, an artist that inspires you Uh, man I needed to be prepared for these questions you couldn't these are questions that are fireball questions for a reason Actually, an artist that inspires me is my brother. Um, That's amazing. He just creates for the love of creating, and he is one of the most talented people I know in my life. He's a wow. he's an artist. He's a painter. He's a jewelry designer. He's an interior designer. Yeah, d- definitely my role model. Also, like just replying to your <laughs> previous question. Uh, Okay, you have to. We have to. You have to send me his uh, his Instagram or his work. I For sure. And the last question. The last question is one song that best describes your life. <laughs> <laughs> right now, at this moment. At this moment. Je ne peux pas travailler. I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to have lunch. I just want to chill all day and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So this is great. You see that that's that's the energy. Like, like we're all human beings. We all are human beings with something we just like freaking love doing. Uh, all right. This next segment. We have one more segment after this before uh, we call it an episode. Um, what? This is the reflection segment. So 
Sora, if you could go back in time, uh, what's one thing you would tell your 12-year-old Sora? Just one thing you would tell her. I would tell her, enjoy the adventure. Mm. Enjoy the adventure and um, yeah, just enjoy every moment because life is uh, one big adventure and uh, you're going to be multiple different people in this lifetime. You're going to change, you're going to go here and there and just, um, yeah, just wow. enjoy being yourself and enjoy the adventure of being human. Wow, that's powerful. You're going to be more than one human being. I can definitely relate to that. Definitely. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? It's crazy. And I think you're a big journaler. So like, uh, I mean, I journal every single day, so I can definitely understand Same. how self-aware you are and uh, how you feel, uh, you, you know, there's a great power when you feel feelings um, inside and let them out on a piece of paper and they're in words. That is a sensational power that I don't think quite a lot of people realize, uh, you know, the strength of that and, 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 and the, the, the transformation it affects uh, that it has on you and, and affects your life. So just want to point that out because I've, I've pointed that in a couple of things you said earlier on and you mentioned journaling quite quite a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, man, journaling is life. Uh, journaling, it, the thing is, the concept uh, or the idea behind journaling is um, other than self-awareness and just getting to know what is really happening in your mind and um, journaling just unfolds the, the feelings and the emotions and the thought pattern that you experience and maybe you say, yeah, I know that, I know myself, but when you're journaling, it's just another level, a deeper level of self-awareness, but actually if you journal in a way that you you ask yourself questions you have a conversation with yourself you will find that you have all the answers that you need inside of you and um it's just connecting with your higher self so it's yeah. uh, it's definitely very powerful yeah i uh can i couldn't have said that better i think that uh, one thing that is so scary for people that you know that when they start journaling is that sometimes you just don't want to deal with that voice in your head that's that's challenging you you know um i mean i i speak from a perspective of someone who's gone to therapy someone who's been mentally ill someone who's used journaling to kind of like really uh, let some space for myself because i think when you're depressed when you're clinically depressed your, your your inner voice becomes your demon that you fight all the time and I think that uh, it's hard, like admitting certain thoughts in your mind on paper. It takes a lot of courage and uh, it makes you who you are very powerful when you speak and uh, very assertive as well as to what thoughts are are real and what isn't because your mind is, is to be challenged all the time, you know? And I think that uh, you said higher spirit there, but it, it takes effort to reach to that because uh, it, it's it's not as simple as dear diary uh, i'm having a great day today it's it's really not <laughs> that it's it's not that and you know what i'm saying right because i know you you you, you I, I can definitely tell from the way you journal uh, what goes what goes in there inside there and by the way journaling isn't uh, i'm just sticking to the journaling like as a topic and because i really feel you you've you use it quite a lot and i feel that we've never really spoken about journaling on the show and i think that 
you know, I was listening to McConaughey, um, the actor, of mm. course. Uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, uh, Stars Born. He was just talking about how uh, journaling is uh, is the thing that saves his his life, and I think that you know we all go through transformations, uh, highs and lows, and uh, it's always uh, interesting to keep that journal to yourself and uh, and 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 really. Uh, cherish who you are because uh, you do need to bank on it when you when you need when you need that uh when you need to like extract from your savings uh mm. when when things aren't going quite well so i really want to point that out and thank you for bringing it up uh during this episode yesora i really appreciate it of course okay so the last question or the last like segment sorry is the legacy segment and that is Soro in a hundred years time uh supposedly like we do live a hundred years for more for a hundred more years what would be, what would be the title of uh, of a book you write yours this question actually really hits close to home because um i would i one of my things um my dreams is to publish a book um, and um, the title would be <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually thought of the title I was That's just it. thinking of the of the topic of the book um, I think it will definitely be around um, so let me let me just throw keywords and then we're gonna figure out the title later. It's gonna be around spirituality, connecting to your um, connecting to yourself, getting to know yourself, and um, maybe it, w- it will be like an an autobiography, um, the life of uh, Sara <laughs> or something like that, or like the maybe I will name it uh, all the all the people i have been in a lifetime <laughs> yeah i wow uh, uh i don't know when you talk i think of stardust so it's uh you mentioned spirituality you mentioned i think uh, i mean the alchemist is one of my favorite books ever so oh yeah is uh is is definitely i feel a lot of those vibes there and uh Okay, this is going to be like an additional question I want to ask you. Who would write who would you choose if anyone in the world out of anyone in the world, sorry, who would you choose to write your foreword? <laughs> well, dead or alive? <laughs> dead or alive, yeah. Mm, I actually <laughs> would really be honored if Dr. Clarissa Pencola Estes um forwarded my book. She Uh, she is alive. <laughs> She's one of my heroes. And actually, the, you asked me before, what is my favorite book? My favorite book would definitely hands down be Women Who Run With the Wolves by Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes. Um, Women Who psych- Run With the Wolves? Women Who Run With the Wolves. That's amazing. Yeah. Sora, don't want to take much more of your time. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Empathy Always Wins. I uh, really want to just salute you for uh, the Ihna Summit uh, and for everyone that uh, that would like to register. The link is going to be 
on the show notes so you can find the link below and once again i just want to say thank you asoro and uh, it's absolutely been a pleasure having you thank you Alma. yeah Oops, sorry <laughs> thank you ali the pleasure is all mine i've been really honored to be in the show and uh, i really hope that our listeners will sign up and uh, come attend the summit inshallah thank you this was sora solomon thank you so much guys for tuning in i'm really excited to be speaking at the ehna summit please 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 share this episode with your friends Sign up and register for the Ehna Summit if you're interested in getting a little bit more, perhaps informed around how we can create better, safer, and more educated spaces for our Arab community. Feel free to send me a DM, an email, a message. I'm also looking for people who have interesting backgrounds and stories and are on really important missions to be on this show with us. Um, so if that is something you're interested in or if you want to nominate a guest, please feel free to also use the link below in the show notes. And I am really excited for this week uh, speaking at MIT and at the Ehna Summit. I'll make sure to also include those talks in bonus episodes this week. And one last thing I really want to say is thank you for taking the time to tune in to Empathy Always Wins. If you haven't rated or written a review for this episode, it would truly mean the world for me. And that is it for now. We will see you next week on a very new episode or we can even see you in a very short bonus episode this week. That will be up for a surprise, but in all cases, we will stay in tune and we will stay in touch and please feel free to reach out. My name is Ali Salama and I'll leave you with this message. In life and in business, empathy always wins.